This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live in Liberty Village inside the Zoomerplex. I'm Ben Mercer. I'm here with Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny. They're two stars from the TV show Storage Wars Canada. They've made a fortune dealing with other people's stuff, understanding its different values, and they've also found fame in a TV show and a radio show now. Look at you two. Uh, and now they're here on radio to help you get a better sense of what your antiques, comic books, coins, vintage toys, cards, books, gold and silver coins, whatever you might have lying around the house you think might have value, you can call in right now for a completely free assessment. Our phone number is 416 416- Three six zero zero seven forty. That's four one six three six zero zero seven forty. If you're out of town, it's toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And talking about being alive, Bogart last week wasn't here. That's right. I'm I want he's Bogart. In that was the story. I want to tell Bogart to tell his story of what he did last weekend. Uh, okay, I'll just summarize it real quickly before we get into everything. So I went to England, okay, first time ever going, and I'm a huge Arsenal fan. Okay, so I'm like, I'm going to go there, I'm going to buy tickets outside the stadium. Like With the hooligans? Well, that's the thing, right? Oh, it, it, it gets better. So I go there, it says sold out everywhere, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm never going to get tickets here. And some guy comes up to me. And he's like, oh, you want some tickets? want some tickets? So I ended up buying the tickets. Uh, I was a little bit skeptical about it. The guy didn't look too trustworthy. Anyways, he's like, they're in the clock end. And I'm like, you know, I'm from Toronto. I don't know what that means. So I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. They're relatively cheap, you know. So I get in there. and I'm going how, through. What's relatively cheap? Help me out here. Well, on face value, it's about $30, 30 pounds. Okay, yeah. So th- he sold to us for about 60 pounds each. So he made double profit on whatever. He made a little bit of money on us. I'm like, I know the ticket business. I get it. So we're going through security. That's the thing. We didn't go through security because I'm wearing, I'm decked out in Arsenal gear. I have like, you know, my sweater, my pants, hat, everything. And then they're like, we're not going to, we can't let you in. I'm like, what do you mean you can't let me in? They're like, this is the away side. I'm like, what? They're like, this is the away section. They will kill you. Oh my God. They're like, you have to get different clothes on if you want to come in here. And I'm like, I'm literally wearing everything Arsenal. So I have to go get some, you know, parka to put over or whatever. I'm still. So you seriously changed your clothing? I had. To, they would have killed. They said we're not letting you in for your own safety. Wow. There will be a wild. riot in the set stands. So. Wow. I get you know different clothing on, but I so I'm watching the game. Like the thing is, if if a gust of wind hits me, and this parka comes up, and people see my Arsenal gear, they're gonna kill me. Yeah. So I couldn't even cheer when my team scored, and I had to cheer when the other team scored. So you were completely oppressed, living I, in en- enemy territory. It was it was life threatening. Like your heart was being the entire game. I just wanted to be there. Like I wanted to experience it, but not like that. Yeah, like, wow, your that's life, wild. Your life is flashing before your eyes. People are looking around for those those Arsenal fans in the away section because people do buy tickets because it's cheaper in the away section. So some people just want to get in there. I didn't know that at the time. So wow. if you're planning to go to a game out there and they say clock end, they should tell you that it's the away section. That's wild. I, I, yeah, it I was, can't believe it's actually policy. You better cover up. You're going to get assaulted. Oh, and No, they uh, wouldn't let you in. It's and not, we it's welcomed not, in a bunch of people that are willing to do that to yeah. opposing teams. Like, it's crazy. That's that's nuts. No, but it's not even like you can go in there at your own risk. It's we're not letting you in. And that's yeah. end of story. Well, and they, they don't sell alcohol. Many times. And they don't sell alcohol there, right? So it gets crazy. Wow. So, it, it, so yeah, that was... So uh, who won the game? Well, Arsenal won the game. And so what did you just, like, do a yes under well, your no, breath? Well, no, after or? I left, after I kind of trans- smooth transitioned to all the other Arsenal fans where I felt safe, <laughs> then I started cheering and doing all the, you know, 
celebrating. Well, what about, was there, there must have been a couple of goals for your team. Were you just like, oh, yeah. that's awful. And then inside oh, I, beaming I, when like oh, trying yeah. to make friends with the enemy territory guys. Well, that was the kind of thing, right? You, you see, you're looking all the Arsenal fans cheering and, you know, kind of, you know, expressing their their pleasure of the goal, and you're kind of just sitting there with all the other away fans. You're like, oh, I can't say anything. These guys will kill me. This is wild. <laughs> it, this is not yeah. the Toronto FC experience. Oh, yeah, but it does it does reinforce my thoughts of Bogart sometimes not being so bright. Listen, who would have put that together? Said, though he's nobody like, would have put he's that like, together. Clock in. And listen, I'm completely Arsenal clothing on everywhere. The guy's selling me the tickets. You'd think he'd be able to tell me, like. Hey, dude, they're not going to let you Are you, you telling me the sleazy guy selling tickets illegally was also not honest with you? Uh, you know what? I should have I looked more in depth about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, hey, by the way, sorry, you're with Consignment Heroes. We are live. Good to have you. You were not assaulted. but I that's, am here. I'm alive. alive. But they have, like, the most intense fans in the world. Oh, right? So yeah, that's what you're talking ridiculous. about. I just can't believe that, like, literally you're physically at risk if you wear they wouldn't allow men. the other team. That's crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, our number, 416-360-0740. Good to have you back, by the way. Uh, we'll get to sort of the news of the week later. Let's first take a call. It's going to be Dave okay. in Oakville. Dave, welcome to Consignment Heroes. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you guys today? Not bad. What did you got? I've got an old bottle of uh, Johnny Walker Black. Um, I'm thinking it's from the 50s, and it's unopened. And it was purchased uh, in a U.S. Navy mess at one point. Um, this has been handed down to me through the family, and I'm just calling to see uh, you know, how rare it is and uh, what it might be worth. How do you know the military connection is my question? Uh, the military connection was, uh, that was uh, what was told to me by the, by the person who gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, it's a lady that I've been working for. It was a family friend, and she's 85. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was her husband's. It was given to her husband by a friend who was in the U.S. Navy, and uh, they themselves were uh, American at one point. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, there's a couple of good things and bad things here. Once it's in the bottle, it doesn't age anymore. That's right. It doesn't age. And if you have to sell this on eBay or some of the uh, e- um, e-sites, you have to sell it as an empty bottle. Oh, you sell oh, come it as a collectible. Really? You sell as a collectible bottle, not compl- and you can't even say it's full or empty. You just have to cl- sell as a collectible bottle and buy, buy. We just checked; it's still sealed. You know, you yes, can just okay. say like that. But, and but they, it's hard to sell. And in certain states, you can't. We used to ship product out, and you couldn't even ship in old liquor boxes because. It was like caught crossing certain state lines and stuff like that. There's a lot of problems. Just a wooden box with advertising on it. No, the cardboard box. If I went to the store and got Come a, on, really? I'm really? telling you they got Liquor weird, laws, man. The liquor Weirdo laws. Are, liquor laws, yeah. The liquor laws. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to try and sell it to somebody who's uh, in a dry state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I was once in Texarkana going to a comic book show, and one side of the street is dry and the other side is liquored. It's like, what the heck's going on here? Insanity. Um, so, we can't. So um, he's got some challenges selling it in Ontario. Yeah, yeah. challenges yeah. selling it, I suppose. Uh, Kijiji or eBay, like you say, I guess I would have to list it as an empty bottle. That oh no, Kijiji can tell. You know they don't have the same laws. But okay. on this thing here, you know there is that other alternative you have. Mm-hmm. You could drink it. Ah yes. Uh, I <laughs> well, you still have the empty bottle on the it. other side. <laughs> yeah. oh, while we're on the drinking topic, why don't you say where our store is? Right by the beer store. Oh yeah. Hey. What a segue! Our yeah. store is yeah, at ten thousand marketing machine. Ten thousand three forty one Young Street, just south of the beer and liquor store oh, in God. Richmond Hill. But um, yeah, bottles like that they do sell. Uh, people do collect. But Johnny Walker, unless it's um, the one bottle in Johnny Walker that does sell, they used to make sterling silver bottles, and they were available in India, and they sell for about $1,000. Really? Yeah. They make them out. It looks just like a Johnny Walker bottle, but it's made out of silver. And we've had a couple in, but they were available out of India. Your bottle, I'm going with you should drink it. What, what do you think it could be worth, though? Ah, uh, $100, $75, $100. Okay, some and that's money, more though. for the And you know something? That's more of the story. Like, you know how last week we said, all of, all of the people who are listening to the show, even if, you don't, if you're going to give stuff to your kids, write the story. If, if it's something special to you, say how it's special to you. Right. If you're going to hand it down, and even if you're going to sell it to somebody, sometimes the story, the provenance behind it, can make it a more... A better item. We'll pay more if we know the story behind it. Right. Otherwise, you, you know? end up with a grandchild going, what, what, what is a stupid violin? It's going to throw it out. What does it say? Stradivarius? Yeah. Just throw that in the garbage. <laughs> Just throw right? it out. Right? Because they don't know. 
Uh, our next call is going to be Joe in Pickering. Joe, you're live on Consignment hey. Heroes. How are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? Not bad. What do you got? I got a couple of things. Uh, last year, I was in Vegas uh, with my son, and uh, we actually bought from the Pawn Stars a Cassius Clay sign. You know the one where he's 13 years old? Okay. I don't know yeah, that I one, have, but okay. Yeah, yeah. I have it uh, signed. I have it. Um, it. It's authenticated and everything. I was just wondering how much that would be going for now. No, he's passed on, but Kat, uh, uh, Muhammad Ali or Cash, is a signed Cassius Clay or is it Cash signed uh, Muhammad Ali? Yeah, he'd be Cassius back then. Yeah. He signed Cassius Clay. He was 13 years old. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, so 13 years old. Now, a lot. Muhammad Ali, but he was signing right up until the end, and he was a very gracious signer. You could go up to him. Anyone could go up to him and sign for him. Uh, he would sign for anybody. I would say you probably, Cassius Clay, I get three, four hundred dollars for that. It was on a nice enough item. I don't know what you paid down there because sometimes it they charge you a lot. This is I haven't even I don't know the piece. Is it you, an autograph or is it a photo? What is it? It's, it's, he it says it's an autograph that you bought from the gold silver pawn shop in Las Vegas. Is this what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that's where that's where. What we're did you pay for it? I paid I paid nine hundred American. Wow. wow, is it mounted nicely? What's the What's the deal yeah, there? Yeah. I mean, it's on a, it's on a, you know, it's framed and everything like that, um, you know, because uh, I, you know, not for nothing, but, you know, you knew he was going to pass away, but, and I knew there was not very many Cassius Clay signed ones, uh, you know, yeah. uh, went to Muhammad Ali. If you find the right audience, I mean, anything's possible, I suppose, if it's, you know, the annual, you know, some boxing hall of fame event or something like that, anything is possible, but, yeah. um, if it's on it a photo. It is super rare. I mean, to have yeah. Cassius Clay at age 13 signing autographs, it'd be hard yeah. to authenticate, too. You see, he did sign some, even in 92. Like, like you can get some of his autographs, verified autographs, five $600. 900 if it's on the nice, you're probably paying partly for the autograph and partly for the item it's on. Well, I know in his later years that he would actually want to sign as many things as he could because yeah. it was considered uh, like a like almost like a therapy for him, like a physical therapy to go through the mm. the, uh, the the. It's sort of tedious for him when he had yeah. his condition, obviously, to open up envelopes, get out his pen, write, and you know, dear yeah. Sarah, thank you, I love this, I love that, have a great life, whatever, and then sign it because obviously mobility was a major issue, especially like little hand oh, manipulations. It was sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him in nineteen ninety one in Vegas. Really, and. Uh, is hand Did he punch you? No. <laughs> Not <laughs> everyone up. wants to hit me, Bogart. <laughs> On, uh, but his handlers had to turn him, and it was like, wow, to have that much money. And just still gracious, but you felt, it's hard to say, you felt good for his cash display, but you felt a bit sorry for him because you knew there was so much more he'd give. You know, as Fair cash, enough. As, as Muhammad Ali. He's one of the, he's one of the guys. Yeah, one know? of the most famous sports figures in yeah. world history. Yeah, if not yeah. the most. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Uh, Joe and Pickering, the short answer is we don't know, but that's one of those things where marketing can certainly take over, right? Like some people go, like, oh, well, this is um, Muhammad Ali's gloves that he beat Joe Frazier with. You go, okay, great. Well, those are nice. Well, do I just put them under my bed? Well, if suddenly they're mounted on a big wall piece that's all marble and built-in lights and signatures everywhere and a great photo background, well, now you're talking thousands of dollars. So we'd have if, to see it. If you had fight-used gloves... As signed by my by Ali. Wow. But I'm saying when they're mounted and properly yeah. lit and looking glamorous yeah. and all those things, it becomes a different item. It becomes like a, a big wall display as opposed to just some item of your, your sports yeah. hero when you're a kid. It's a totally different deal. Uh, we're going to go to Bill in Toronto. Bill, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live. Hello. Hey. Thank you very much. What what I have, sir, uh, is uh, I have a collection. It was a hobby of uh, uh, plastic toy soldiers, all painted. There's thousands of them. Uh, what years are they from, sir? Uh, Very. Probably. I don't think that they're uh, uh, out of out of stock or anything like that. I keep ordering them. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It's just that I've. Uh, it's it's quite a collection I, I have, and I. I really am at loss at what to do with everything here because there's thousands of them all painted. Well, we could take a look. Now, most the best uh, toy soldiers are usually the lead tool soldiers. That's correct. Britons. And, yeah. in fact, um, yesterday we are putting on our website, on our eBay site, about 500 toy soldiers this week. They're all hand-painted lead soldiers. And we're selling, we're starting, the price is going to be about $150 for about 150 of them. 
Mm-hmm. And but your plastic ones, uh, there's not as many people who want them. Um, I'd have to see them. You're welcome to send me a couple pictures off to our website. Yeah. And uh, uh, but you, I would st- if you don't want any more, I'd stop buying them. <laughs> and that, that, that's true. Uh, it, <laughs> it still it was a hobby, but I like uh, I say uh, some of them are qu- quite large sets. I, I have a, a set of the Alamo that's twenty feet by fifteen feet or something. Or that whoa, Alamo. whoa. Yeah, okay, well maybe no, no. Okay, I take it back. Then uh, the, some of this might have, have better value if they're themed I, like that. Um, well, what did you have that for? Were you shooting a movie about the Alamo? I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Well, it was just something I always wanted to do. I remember when I was a young fellow, 13, 14, I had collected. My son got into it a little bit, and then uh, when I retired there, I, it was just something to do. I started collecting and painting and building. I built castles. I built forts. Or, Like I mm-hmm. say, the wife is looking at me. Well, I, I would try to sell tickets at your front door and see if people will come in and pay to see all this. Well, people have come in and said just said it was it was amazing, amazing, but that doesn't help me get rid. At one time, I had tried to contact the sick children's, but because They're I so thought small. Like, for a children that was going home and maybe couldn't get out, a child that couldn't get out. Uh, these are for imagination, something like that, a, a set like that. But they said because they weren't new and wrapped in plastic, there was nothing I could do. And I thought, that's too bad because for, for kids to, you know. No, no, but there might be a collectible value. Like, you know, Conrad Black, he collected toy soldiers, okay? An amazing collection of lead toy soldiers. Right. You know, uh, give us a call during the week. Let me see what I can do. I'll, uh, I can come up with a price and you can say yay or nay. And because um, I might have somewhere to uh, put them. And if you want to collect more, though, I do have some this week I'm trying to sell. And some lead ones. Maybe you want to change plastic to lead. But yeah. is your plan to grab Comrade Black next time he's in the offices here at Zoomer and just say, hey, listen, you want to buy like 20,000 plastic toy soldiers? Okay, who's Comrade Black? Oh, come on. Really? That's why he, remember why he got in so much trouble in England. He's not worldly. <laughs> okay, let's go to Don in Oshawa. Don. Good afternoon. You're live on Zoomer Radio. What do you got, man? Um, I've got a couple of things of interest. The first one is a, a jug merchant crock. Okay. And it's got, uh, I'm reading right off of it now. It says, uh, Mitchie and Company, Wine and Spirit Merchants. And it says telephone, and the telephone name is, is right out the whole, like the, <laughs> the whole word. 409, it says. <laughs> Six and a half and seven King Street West, Toronto. Now that'd cool. be nice. That's a cool piece, but because it's got a telephone number on, then we can actually date this thing. And four hundred and nine, like it's going to be probably end of last century, beginning not of this the eighteenth century. Yeah, yes, yes, and no, because the older jugs with the flowers, the blue flowers on, people collect those, and they go up to thousands of dollars yeah. for it different have crocs. Any flowers on it. No flowers, just the date and the phone number. Well, everything that I read to you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how big is it? It's about 10 inches high, and it's about uh, 5 inches in circumference at the bottom. And it has, it's a jug crock okay, with a handle at the top. Mm, like the type you see in a guy putting over his shoulder and having a little bit of moonshine yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, those probably, depending on the date and the collectability, I'm, I don't know that name, that company. Um, probably about, I would say, even without, it's $100, $150 without even thinking, because a Toronto collector would love it just for that to put on uh, one of those fancy condos that's downtown Toronto that they're making so many of. It's the only one I've ever seen with a telephone number. and It's only three digits. Yeah. I've, uh, no. That, is it just, is, is it emblazoned on? Is it stamped impressed. in? Oh, it is pressed. Okay. It'll be impressed probably, right? Yeah, it's pressed in and it's got a blue tinge to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. I've seen, I don't know this exact one, but... Um, if you call me during the week, I'll have a price. I, like I always say on the show, I don't know everything, but I know people who do know everything. I know some things. Not very much. <laughs> yeah. Um, between Bogart and I, we have 40 years' experience in the antique business. I have 39. He's got one. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. Give me a call during the week, and uh, if you want to sell it or, again, a price on it, either way, I'll be glad to help you. Okay, because it's more Toronto-related. You're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We are live in the studios at Liberty Village. If you have an item you'd like a free assessment of, you can call 416-360-0740. Again, that's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, 1-866-740-4740. 
your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We're in studio here with Paul Kenny and his son, Bogart Kenny, two of the stars from Storage Wars Canada. We're here taking your calls, learning about your stuff. Some of it valuable, some of it not so valuable. Yeah. Other things super valuable that we've discovered here on this show. Uh, back to the phone lines. Let's go to David in Brampton. David, welcome to Consignment Heroes. Hi, how you doing? Not bad. What do you got? Uh, Johnny 7, OMA. All right. Now, whoa, whoa, slow down. Yeah, I missed all of that. Yeah, what? what happened? Johnny 7-1-A. This is uh, about about three foot long. Do you have the box with it? Oh, yeah. Original box. See, I got two people here. I'm uh, My eyes are bugging out here, and both my co-host, Ben, who's a little younger than me, and my son, who's a lot younger than me, have no idea. To be this, fair, your eyes bug out all the time. Yeah, you guys are speaking Klingon right okay. now. What are you talking about? No, it was what a is toy it? about 1964-67 era. It was this big. 64. Yeah, it had seven. It had a grenade launcher, uh, yep. bullets, missile launcher. Is, do you have all the missiles? And bo- this is a toy gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everything, even instructions, too. Oh, and you have the box as well? What's the, yeah, what shape's the box. the box in? Pardon me? What shape is the box in? It's, Johnny well, 7. It's cardboard. It's a little beat up. It's not okay. bad. I would, I would say it's pretty good. There's no writing or nothing on it, nothing like that. The last one I've had of these, they don't. they come up. I had yeah. one about five years ago. I got about 700 on it. I don't know what it goes for today. Oh, this thing's wild. Yeah, yeah look no, at this, that. They had this and they had the... Uh, it comes man- with like a mount and everything. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, this was... Uh, well, you can't even... I don't even sell them on eBay now because uh, they don't really yeah, trans- transfer the guns and stuff. But that was a great toy. And if you've got it complete, and that was the problem because you had all the little grenades and missiles and everything... It's probably, I bet you, a mint copy of that would probably go for $1,000 today. Easy. I had a show for six. Pardon? Oh, and you didn't I, get it? No. Well, my, no the, box might, it might be, the box might be beat up, but... It's not, it's not bad. I would say it's, it's, it's not, I would say it's all there. It's not complete. Yeah, and that might be because the people can't sell them on eBay, and it's a smaller market now because you can't transport it. Yeah, but, and I don't but, think you can transport across the state, uh, into the United States. But, David, I'll tell you this. Paul's network, to get top dollar, is probably a little bit more sophisticated than maybe your general Kijiji market. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's... Bogart, I don't know if you're listening, but we've oh, been doing this show for months. I've never seen your dad react like that. I would scramble. I would raise the money. I'd buy this as a gift to your dad. As a kid, yeah. as a kid, this was an expensive toy. They had the uh, Man from Uncle's briefcase that shot missiles. Every time, this is a big marketing thing that a lot of the TV shows have. This is your way of re- uh, reconnecting with the old, with the past. We're going to we in our shop. We sell you your childhood at vastly inflated prices. People remember the girl from Uncle. Remember Star Wars figures? There's some Star Wars figures that came out in 1977 that are worth five. Five, six, seven thousand dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For one little carded figure, because no one expected it to be that big a thing. Okay. And then of course there's the ones that's like, oh, it's a Darth Vader action figure, but through a mistake, it's got Princess Leia's face, and that one's yeah. worth ninety thousand dollars. It's unbelievable the market there. But this gun's cool standing alone. It's a toy oh, yeah. gun, but it looks like no. It makes cool. a statement. It makes a statement. Yeah, walking into a rocket launcher. So yeah. David, David, why don't you go to the store at ten thousand three forty one Young Street? Or you can call them off air, 905-737-4653. You'd want to buy it for the store. And Bogart, you should probably want to buy it for your dad for his private collection. <laughs> so you might have yeah. two ways to sell it there, David. Thank you. And the store is at Young Street, just north of Major McKenzie. 
on Young Street, just north of Major McKenzie, 10,341 Young, to be exact. Let's go to Mike in Brampton. Mike, how are you? Fine. What do you got, man? Uh, I got a 1949 or 50 uh, framed picture, 26 by 20, of the A.V. Row Arrow. Oh, 1949? I thought it'd be later than that. Yeah, I got it all framed. And... uh, in 1949 or 1959? Well, you remember Diefenbaker? Yeah, I remember he, he, he canceled he it. He the era because of the Nassau. Or because the United, yeah, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about that, and we can't go into them on air probably. No, but, I know that, but the arrow should never have been scrapped. It was 10 years ahead of anything they had in yeah. the States. Oh, yeah. No, no, it was. But there's a lot of times that our politicians are um, pressured by uh, outside influences. And some of those, I think the last of the Avros, the ones that were complete, they flew them off into Lake Erie and they flew them right into the lake. If I, you believe oh, that terrible. story, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. But I had plans. I had actually official plans for the Arrow, and I got $4,500 for them. And this has got to be 10 years ago. Um, okay, and I only had one sheet. Worth? Pardon? How much do you think the picture I have is worth? Sorry, what year did you say it was? It's got to be yeah, 59. It's a 26 by 20 frame picture of the A.V. Arrow. Avro Avro Arrow, yep. So what do you think it's worth? I'd have to see. Like, now, is it something that depends on who it was put out by? Was it an official advertising? Was it a promo picture? There's well, a lot of different variations. Like What we do, and when no, we're finding... It's fi- an official picture. And hmm. on the bottom it says, um, uh, what, like, does it have any printing on it anywhere? I haven't got it in front of me. I'm actually talking to you from my car. Yeah. I'd have to see that depending on who issued it because there's a lot of the arrow. Well, who owns the rights to it now? If it's yeah. something that was sold commercially that they can just reprint if there's suddenly a new market for it in 2017 That's and why wash it, you out. It's such an iconic So piece. if it's a privately owned picture that was blown up and mounted, then the yeah. sky's the limit. If it's something that was part of a promotional package, it's a totally different story. I'm well, lost on this conversation. What is an Avro Arrow? It is a plane. Okay. It is a Delta-winged interceptor aircraft designed and built by Avro Canada, and many considered it to be light years ahead of its time. And ultimately, this, this plane could do things that very few other planes could do at the time, and Canada shut down this program. A lot of the people designed that were involved in designing the plane, they ended up working for NASA. And there's always been conspiracy theories that they didn't want Canada to have such a powerful plane, and we stood down because we're a wimpy nation. And we yep. gave up all the technology to the states in traditional Big Brother fashion from the Canada-U.S. relations perspective. What's wrong with transfer, transporting people quicker to another place? No, no, no. no. This is like an interceptor jet. Yeah. So it this could be used wartime. for bombing runs. Uh, it could have been used for substratosphere spying. It could have been used as a fighter jet, these sorts of things. They legally stole our technology, and we didn't go after them. It's like when the Chinese come over and build something... They'd steal the technology and take it back. We get mad about it. This is a case in 1959 where the Americans shut down the project. All that technology reappeared a couple of years later, or was reinvented by the Americans. Can I say that? I shouldn't, I'm going to get a lot. Some of this here. is conspiracy <laughs> theory. This is sort of yeah. this is Canadian folklore that's mixing yeah. into that there was all this pressure and all this sort of American, uh, you know, overt, you know, influence. But we don't know that that's the case at all. This is yeah. sort of what it's transformed into. It's it's for many Canadians, it's a symbol that we're smarter than Americans, and so we hold it up a little bit higher, mm-hmm. and that that it was killed because it was you know Canada was edging them out in yeah. you know sort of. Uh, 1950s race shut arms. it down. They and shut this it. guy's got a plane. No, he hasn't got the plane. He's, He's got, got a picture plane. of the plane. Oh, yeah. okay. So the, the whole thing is that many, most of them I think that they made were destroyed and then there's yeah. conspiracy, conspiracy theories that one might still exist. And I yeah. mean, all of it's sort of, who cares? But it's exciting history, you know. Yes. For Canadian history, it's as exciting the, as it gets. I'd have to see it. In this uh, department. In short, I got to see a picture of it, uh, an image of it, and then I'd also want to see if there's any writing on there. Okay, that's the best way to put it. On you want to see it is what's happening. I so see go it. to the store at ten thousand three forty one Young Street. A Mike in Brampton. Grab the picture. You want a quick answer? Let him see it in person. Maybe it's mounted in a way that it'll already get top dollar. There's always a market for Avro Arrow stuff. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, or you can send an email, a photo of this picture to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. That's sales at torontogoldsilver.com. And if you do have one, we have parking on the roof for an Avro Airplane, okay? Yeah. (laughs) We will accommodate. We don't get enough time. I should talk about our store a tiny bit this week. Go for it. Okay. Now, people do know, like this week, 
We made a lot of people happy. Last week, we've been advertising all week long that we're buying gold and silver and we're buying coins off people. A lot of people this week got Christmas money from us. And, they, and we made people, a couple of people very happy. Except me. Yeah, no. We, one person came in, they had 3900 We paid them $3,920, and they were going to get only $3,352, okay, because they were told that was the most that anyone would pay in the city. The person that told them that, that was the most lied to them because we paid them more for exactly the same items. How we, much more? We paid them $570 more. That's substantial. That's okay. enough. We're, like, we're right next to another store. Um, in, in, if you come up to Richmond Hill, like I always tell people, get two opinions. If you're going to sell something, get two, opinion, get two appraisals on it. Okay, You only get to sell it once, but get two appraisals. And generally, you should take the appraisal that's more. Some people don't always do that. But if one appraisal is for $4,000 and the other one's for $4,500, you should probably take the one for $4,500. You'd be surprised how many people don't get the second opinion so they don't know it's worth $4,500 and don't get that extra $500. I like the idea of somebody bringing in an old, like, silver plate and silverware set, getting, like, a couple of grand and having that pay for Christmas presents. Yeah. So I get rid of old junk. Yeah. I get cash and Christmas is paid for. I don't need to put it on my visa or whatever the case is. But if you're going to sell it anyway, sometimes if you're going to sell it, you only get to sell it once. I'm always, we're very transparent. And like this morning, I saw it before I came to work here this morning. I went and saw a collection. I didn't buy it yet. I gave them my price. They're going to get a second opinion. I expect to see them tomorrow. If I don't, they get more money. That's better for them. I don't mind people getting more money. I, what does make me mad is when someone comes over to my store and says, how much would you pay me for this? And I say, I'll pay him $720. Oh, I just sold it for 600 Well, why don't you get your second opinion before you sell it? The order you do this is very important. You get the opinion, you get the second opinion, then you sell it. You don't get one opinion, sell it, and then ask for the second opinion. Yes. This, this seems like pretty good logic. But well, it does. I, I talk about it with you all the time. People always talk about buyer's remorse. I go, seller's remorse is many times more painful if you find out that you sold for less, you know? Oh, yeah. But we don't, like I say, we're, we're a family-run organization, and we just try and pay money for the stuff. And, it's, and we're also selling at reasonable prices. We have an auction, by the way, coming up December 28th from noon, which is part of the Boxing Week. You can come up to the auction and see us, or you can uh, bid online. But, and you can call our number and find out how to bid online. But it's 400 items. Noon on December 28th, 28th. at the store at 10,341 Young Street. There's an auction going on that day. Of co- The same way we have coins, gold, silver, costume jewelry, comics, and sports cards. Maybe a Johnny 7, too. Maybe No. If I get the Johnny 7, I'm keeping that. On, uh, but it's stuff that you see. Why go to the post office and pay $99 for something? In auction, you'll be able to get it for $45. Fair enough. You know, and I'm just happy to sell it to you. I, well, mean, I was going to say, last time we promoted the, uh, the estate sale that was happening yeah. on the radio. Oh. And did that end up being a fun day or what? I mean, hundreds of people. Oh, yeah. It's, it's such a good time. So who knows? So that's a real flat spot in people's uh, sort of calendar as well as December 28th. So now you've got something to do to fill the time between Christmas and New Year's. And the first 10 people, just like we did before, will get an autographed. We're going to pay people $500,000 to come to our store this week. It's $500,000 in Zimbabwe money. I was just going to say, which currency are you talking about? Whisper that. Whisper that. Say 500,000 Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. (laughs) And we're going to be signed by Bogart and me. And these are part of the bills that we got on the show. And we got a whole mattress full of money. Yeah, that was a wild episode, eh? You guys open a storage locker, you look inside a mattress that was sort of looked damaged. Yeah. And you start pulling out compact wads of cash, cold, hard cash. Yeah. Zimbabwe currency. And those, we sold them for $20. Now those same bills are going for $80. This is the $100 trillion the $100 bill. Trillion yeah. Ones, yeah. Well, those become great collectibles for people yeah. who, who worry about hyperinflation. I mean, it's just sort of we the quintessential of little thing to put on your desk or whatever. So $500,000. Okay. Remember that, folks. Okay. So you get <laughs> a little little fun takeaway if you show yes. up. And again, December 28th, 10,341 Young Street. There will be an auction at your store. Our phone number, if you have an item that you'd like to have assessed right now on the radio, it's 416-360-0740. Our next caller is going to be Mark in Etobicoke. Mark, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live. Thanks very much. I have a, uh, a hockey stick, a Windwell hockey stick um, made in Russia, signed by Don Cherry. 
Um, oh. now, Mark, can I get you up on the phone? I'm uh, I'm hard of hearing, and I can't hear you very well. What has he got? He's got a uh, go hockey stick, uh, Winwell hockey stick. It's made in Russia, yep. and it's signed by Don Cherry. Now, is it a player's stick or just a stick that he got over there or something he got here? This is where we got, like, the story behind the stuff, and I keep on going on this, uh, that's, you, you started on the story, but it'd be nice to know that Don Cherry got that in Russia from uh, Trecek or something. Mm. And then it's a gamer used by Trecek, and we, we need a bit more information. Don Cherry's still alive and still signing, which is good. Um, his, his autograph goes for about $40, $50. He's very gracious and still signs. He signs something not Canadian? That that's surprising. That is surprising that he would sign a Russian stick. So it well, must have been a friend of his. Well, no, what happened was uh, he entered into an endorsement agreement, I believe. Okay. With, uh, with Winwell, and um, and and then uh, when this leaked out that he saw, he got into an endorsement agree, uh, agreement with uh, a Russian manufacturer. Back then, um, he, he's not as as you know. If you follow Don Cherry, he's not quite what he used to be in terms of he's a very you know uh no one can say mad that long okay go ahead yeah at one time they used to kind of cut up you know uh, non-canadian uh, yeah. players you know swedes were soft and so on and so forth um and uh, and the russians he wasn't a big supporter of russians of course but then when this leaked out that he had endorsed this russian hockey stick you know there was a big scramble on how we can get out of this endorsement uh, deal that he had so that's that's the way I recall it, anyway. If that's and, the story, um, and he may he only signed the one stick. Oh, I don't know about that. I, yeah, I, I'm sure he signed others. I, I don't know. But the story now, I would say that's a two hundred dollars stick now, just because of the added story. Yeah, just well, because that's... of that, and and you could probably sell because someone liked to put that on their wall about that and be able to tell the story. And this is why this is why the story when I'm saying about the, the grandmas or. Um, any of our client people, listeners out there, if you've got stuff and you're going to write the story on it, you know what I mean? Tell people what it's going on. Don't, don't promote people to lie, though. No, no, not lie. No, this is, but no, if you've got a picture of Uncle Ed and he was in World War II and, and he shot down one plane or if he was uh, uh, whatever he did, let's hear the story right on the back of the photo. That's, it's, I think it's important for if you're going to pass down some family history or if you're going to sell it. Either way, it's better to have the story. You're with Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. Let's go to Tony in Brampton. Tony, welcome to the show, man. Um, I have a, a an original a dialogue script from the movie The Godfather. Ooh, signed by anybody? No, it isn't signed. There is no nothing written on. What do you mean? You have all. the whole script? The whole script. Final? Yeah, the final copy. Because there would have been hundreds the final and probably thousands. Script, yeah. It, it's, uh, I have two of them. I have one of uh, Romeo Franco uh, Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet, and I have uh, uh, the uh, Godfather. Okay. How do you know these were used on set? I don't know that they were used on set, but I do know that they are original from the, from the studio. But I can't verify that they were used on set. Again. I mean, you're talking about one of the greatest movies of all time, so uh, I can tell you that these scripts still sell on eBay, usually around $20, even if they're signed by one of the actors, because there's, so, there's that many, many of, of them. them. Oh, this is The Godfather. They knew uh, the movie they were making. It's not like it came out and it was an accidental hit. Everyone knew what this movie was going to be. They are filming it forever, too. It wasn't until part three that they destroyed this franchise, right? And part two, many argue, is even better, but, I mean, everyone knows. I mean, but... Yeah. If, was it uh, John Cazal? Do you know who I'm talking about? He played Fredo. Yeah, okay. Anything signed by him, if he had signed it, that would be spectacular because I think he's, if I recall, he's the only uh, actor with the distinction of, I think, every move, every major feature studio film that he appeared in, five, five yeah. for five, was nominated for Best Picture. Wow. Really? And then he died. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's never happened before, probably never happened again, but like a rare autograph like, his and yeah. he dated Meryl Streep at one point uh, would be obviously much more than so, like a Robert De Niro who's still alive. You could print off a copy of the Godfather script right now, get him to sign it, and suddenly it has wonderful yeah. meaning. But it's it's a pretty it's a major major market. 
Yeah, we're going back to Providence. I'm a Godfather yeah. guy, right? So, I, I, yeah. I just noticed. I, oh, I'm a huge Godfather guy, yeah. Either that or you've read a lot of People magazine, one or the Tony. other. Tony, <laughs> may their first child be a masculine child. <laughs> Tony, how did you end up with the Godfather script? I got it uh, through a, a, an office here in Toronto, that w- the head office of, uh, I think it was Paramount Pictures, but they had an office here in Toronto, and it was just just there. The I wonder what they'd yeah. be doing with a copy of that script. Yeah, they, uh, uh, autographs are, are pretty valuable because I have, from uh, the Skyline Tower in Niagara Falls where they premiered the Superman movie, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was one or two, but I have a menu from the dinner at the uh, premiere of uh, Superman, and I have it autographed by Christopher Reeve, Margot Kidder, uh, Terrence Stamp, I believe. Yeah. Uh, 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 Douglas, Sarah Douglas, uh, that, Gene Hackman. All their autographs are on this menu. W- would that be of any value? Yes, I would. I'm just a uh, quickie. Uh, I mean, it's probably two hundred, two hundred and fifty dollars, just to start, and probably more. I'm thinking about Christopher Reeve, because yeah, and he Christopher ended up. Reeve and Margot Kidder. Yeah, and, and Gene Hackman and Terrence Stamp. Well, and the other bad guys, I forget. None of those guys are making any more autographs, so everything, it's going to only go up in value. I'd love to see that, but again, I'd have to end, end up getting it verified and authenticated, and then I'd be definitely interested in an item like that. I love autographs. I love pop culture. I love the past. Listen, I signed a menu at a Denny's. They were not happy. <laughs> they were not happy. <laughs> had to wipe it away, probably. They, they right? threw so it out. Laminated, like, yeah. laminated menus there. <laughs> oh, well, I should. Before we go on, we're we're not going to be here on Christmas Day. Yes. So for two weeks, I want to put a challenge out to our um, to our listeners. Like everyone here knows that Ben Mercer does the show Face the Music, so he knows a little bit about music. He doesn't right. say this all yeah. the time, but I Thursdays know he does. Thursdays and Fridays, 2 to 3 p.m. Yeah, yeah, 2 yeah. 2 to 3. So what we want to do is Bogart and I, we need a theme song or theme songs for this show. And we want our listeners to suggest what our theme songs could be. Like for Bogart, it could be I Can't Get No Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> sure, yeah, it yeah, It could yeah. be like I want to hire a wino to decorate our home. Anything that's related to consignment and stuff. And I'm sure that with Ben's help and with our listeners' help, that we can come up with a theme songs for our show. Where do you want them to make these suggestions? They can save them up till we get back, or they can call you. Or email. Can, what? Okay. Or email. Email us at our store. Okay. But that we email are... address is sales at torontogoldsilver.com. That's sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Yeah. This is Theme song suggestion, something that matches the vibe, the personalities for, for the For consignment show. heroes. Okay, sure, yeah. And I expect some good suggestions from you, Ben, because I know I've heard that you know a little bit about music. Well, I would probably go with something that has a great sound or composition rather than, you know. Okay, yeah. okay. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll dig into it. I mean, everyone here has got, if you're listening to Zoomer, you're probably a big fan of music. We'll get some great ideas. Yeah. Uh, back to The Godfather, which is yeah. always on my mind. John Cazale, uh, I'm calling him Cazale. Some okay. people use other Cut. variations. So the story goes, uh, he appeared in five films over a six-year period, all of which were nominated for Academy Award for Best Picture. They include The Godfather, The Conversation, The Godfather Part Two, Dog Day Afternoon, and The Deer Hunter. He was wow. diagnosed with lung cancer. He kept working, and he died uh, shortly after completing uh, The Deer Hunter. And so that's why if you had a script autographed by John Cazale, it would yeah. be a totally different story. Now, that's quite a body of work. Well, no one's ever going to do that again. And you say, oh, well, this is the Fredo character, right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody would want to play Fredo. But if you talk to any sort of character actor, that's like a, a fantasy role to play mm-hmm. yeah. somebody who's weaselly and sort of embody that. And, you know, it's very, very, you know, in the world of acting, he's a, he's a superstar for these sorts yeah. of things. Uh, back to the phone line. Sorry to bore you, but you, you mentioned Godfather. You're going to lose five okay. minutes if you're around me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lynn in Toronto, welcome to Consignment Hi. Heroes on Zuma Radio. How are you? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. <laughs> I'm pretty good. What do you got? <laughs> okay. Um, this item was given to me um, by my friend who got it from an elderly woman whose sister had um, died. And it's like a, a nice sculpture. Um, it's made in West Germany. And um, it's got a like a stamp on it and a year and it says w dot 
uh, and then capital G-O-E-B-E-L. Gobel. And I thought perhaps it was worth something. It's a lovely little sculpture of sort of like a little angel or someone singing in the choir across between both the child and an angel with wings, but singing, yeah. and it's also like a, it turns like a music box thing. Okay. These are generally called the Gobel, but they're generally called Hummel figurines. Oh, that's what, yeah, I thought was... Hummel, okay. Now, they're usually anywhere between two inches tall, Mm-hmm. And they, they even make them into lamps. Mm-hmm. The big things in these are if you had, like, say, a, a store display sign mm-hmm. that, that is not in English from the 50s and from, from this West German company, mm-hmm. that can be worth five to $10,000. Huh? Okay. okay, literally. No, there's a wow. lot of stuff. There are a lot of Hummel collectors all over the world. Oh. They exported this stuff. And in North America, we mostly see the little the, the little traveler with the little suitcase, and he's just traveling along. Mm. He looks like a little uh, young Charlie Chaplin just walking with a, a little bum with a suitcase. Oh. But they made the little girls and the little guys, yes. uh, choir guys. and This one's maybe, though, about four inches, four or five inches. It's, it's a sort of bigger Bigger one, hold, you know. Yeah, no, okay. Now, this is the. I just told you all the good stuff, and the, oh, the price is going to be high for that stuff. Oh, you're figuring those usually go between twenty and fifty dollars. Wow, um, and because they made a lot of, <laughs> because they were that successful. Mm-hmm. But no, and some of them depends on the mark on the bomb. They have many different marks, but yours says West Germany, so that means it's made after uh, 1950 because they right. had occupied. They had. Um, oh. Um, yeah, because West Germany is after the war. So, and the, the Hummel Company was in business from 35 to even today. So, if you have the early figurines that are made during the war, they're worth a lot of money. The ones made in West Germany, uh, they made a lot of them. They're exported all over the world. Um, they're nice, uh, but they're only worth that much money. Sorry. So, those are like Royal Dalton things then? It's like Royal Dalton. These are like German Royal Daltons. Does uh, that make any sense? Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. Our next caller is Julie in North York. Julie, you're live on Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. How are you? I'm fine. Yes, I have a package, uh, like Elvis Presley package, like a gift wrap to wrap a present, and it's still in the paper. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. What do you mean, Elvis Presley wrapping paper? Oh, yes. Perfect for Christmas. Now, oh, is... No, I wouldn't give it away. Uh, no, but would you sell it? Okay. Of course. Okay, of course. I like her attitude. What year is it from? That's what I want to know. Now, it depends on the copyright number on it. Now, is, is Oh, it... I see. Oh, I don't have it. Oh, no, I haven't got it right now. But yeah. some, some lady gave it to me years ago, and I just put it in the shelf. Because when I was uh, 17, I seen Elvis Presley in Toronto. Oh, oh. now, do you have the ticket from that, uh, from no, that show? No, I wish I did. And the program from that, we just sold this week in the store... Um, Oh, his first record, and we sold it for not not eight hundred dollars, I think. On um, it was one of his old early seventy eights. All er- Presley stuff sells to this day. It'll be more valuable if it was from when he was alive than after he passed. And without seeing the actual um, the wrapping, if it's in the old cellophane and it's from nineteen. 19- 67 or something like that, you've got a nice piece, and someone would love to have that in their Elvis Presley collection. Okay? And another thing, yeah. I have a silver plate here, and it's like a butter, like a, like a bread dish, and it's got e, E-P, and then it's got like Okay, a, E-P-N-S. Yes. It'll say, uh, that's electroplated on nickel silver, and that is silver plate. We buy that for be around $2. We buy all nickel plate, all silver plate in our store. It's not as good as silver. Like we buy sterling, we're buying it around 56 cents a gram. Now, silver plate, we buy around $2 a pound. But we do not, do not clean it, do not fix it. Just bring it into us and we'll buy it. And it's okay. Julie, you can go to the store anytime. It's at 10,341 Young Street. You'll know these two, their faces are on the sign outside the place. So, again, the store location, 10,341 Young Street. That's on Young, just north of Major McKenzie in Richmond Hill. Beverly in Ancaster, welcome to Consignment Heroes. Hi. Nice to, for you to take my call. Yeah, what do you um, got? I, I have a, a baseball signed by all the players of the Cincinnati Reds from their um, uh, the time they won the uh, World Series in 1970. I mean, yeah. 76? 70? No, 70, no? Not, uh, yeah, 70. And I also have the uh, opening souvenir magazine from that game in Cincinnati. 
That was the big red machine, Joe Morgan, uh, Foster, Pete Rose. Before, Pete Rose, yeah, Pete yeah. Rose would have been there. So I have World Series champions, 1975, 76, 80. They had a pitching staff that gave up like four and a half runs per game, and but they could hit the heck. They had George Foster, Rose, Cesar Geronimo, um, Davy Concepcion. I remember that. I love this team. But you're saying it is a baseball from the from a championship yeah. year signed by the entire team, including Pete Rose. Yes. Yes. Ooh, Charlie um, Hustle. Charlie Hustle. That's probably going to be as a if it's a complete World Series uh, ball, probably about three hundred, three fifty. That's it. Sorry, well, Babe yeah. Ruth with one autograph and go for like five grand. That's Babe Ruth. Okay, well this is Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, actually, someone. If I can just, I I love well, Cincinnati Reds. Hold on, Pete Rose. He's still alive, isn't yeah. he? I think he's still yeah, alive. But, yeah, but there's a certain amount of notoriety with him. Someone actually offered me a Babe Ruth card this week. I'm waiting for him to call me back. They had um, a Babe Ruth and two Lou Gehrigs, and I said I'd buy them, but they were they were in a rush to get off the phone at the time. But they had other stuff to do. Any of the old baseball stuff, I'm I'm a very high buyer, and this ball I would I'd be love to have it, but I have to get. It you verified. mean high on prices? High on price. You got to specify that. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's how Bogart thinks. I'm worried about this. On uh, uh, the person this week offered a Babe Ruth and um, a Lou Gehrig, and I know that I can pay a lot of money for it, but I have to see it to see what kind of conditions it is. Fair enough. And to uh, to get up-close and personal assessments on all your stuff, you can go to the store, or of course you can go online and make, uh, you can send photos or ask questions. You send your emails to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. That's sales at torontogoldsilver.com. You guys are also at the store. You can visit yeah. them most business hour days, right? Oh, yeah. 10,341 Young Street. That's on Young in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. Again, 10,341 Young Street. Their store number is 905-737-4653. That's 905-737-4653. Final thoughts? Yeah. Oh, right now we've already booked two of the weekends into the new year. People have house sales. If time is on your side, if you're going to be moving and, sh- and shrinking down in the, in the upcoming spring, the earlier you call us, the better. And on my other thought, which I always think we're going into Christmas, and this is a good time of year, and I want people to remember, even though we deal in things, People are important. Things are not. Is that where well you're said. trying to get people to sell things now, to you? I know, well but said. I, it goes, people are important. Things are not. Happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.